What is up, everybody? My name is Brandon Simeone. Next to me is Franklin Helger, and this is 14 Talk. 14 Talk, 14 Talk. <laughs> uh, trying out a little bit of a new intro. I kind of like it. But, uh, it's alright. It does what it needs to. Yes, it does what it needs to. It explains everything. So, basically, like I said in my last podcast, I'm going to start doing things, basically, topics about wrestling that I think need to be discussed. Like, you know, um, the crowd. In- Crowd interaction in wrestling, uh, social media uh, impact in wrestling. But today's topic is going to be about age in wrestling. What age is appropriate for guys to wrestle? What age is it like good for them to like retire? Because that's a topic that's very touchy in wrestling. And you know, I, I want. I feel to like touch this it. is a shot to a lot of people that you're. It's not a shot to anybody in particular. I'm going to keep names out of it, but mainly I'm going to try to focus on guys that like you know this past year at WrestleMania was in New York and there were a lot of guys here in New York um, and one of which the Rock and Roll Express Okay. those guys who was a very legendary tag team they okay. have been a tag team together in four separate decades basically the longest running tag team ever Okay. and uh, Ricky and Robert Robert were uh, I think at GC, GWC I believe GCW. I don't remember GCW probably, right? no no probably not no, no, G- no what was it that, that one G- G- GWC yeah GWC no, or, no it was a uh... Yeah. Global Force Wrestling? Yeah, not Global Force Wrestling. No, GCW. That one in Jersey. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, they were in a match with LAX. And LAX is a very good tag team. Kind of fast-paced, but can slow it down when they need to. And I think it was Ricky Martin did a uh, Canadian Destroyer. And every, Canadian Destroyer. And everybody went nuts. Like, oh, yeah, he still got it. He still got it. He still got it. I mean, does he really... I mean, he did a move that he never used to do ever in his repertoire of wrestling moves. And he just pulled it off with literally the, a, a brief moment a second went. And okay. if you watch the rest of the match, it's very slow paced. Alright. And they're in their 60s. I'm not knocking them. But I'm just saying, you know, is it really worth it to keep wrestling at that age? Me, personally? How old are they? They're in their 60s. They're in their 60s. What? How are they different from Ric Flair? Ric Flair was wrestling and after, that's even the, after his retirement. But, and that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into that more. Uh, yeah, sorry. You're going to hear a lot of door slamming and opening. Uh, we're kind of doing this on the move, which is the first time I think we've ever done this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. Um, I'm not knocking guys who could still go. Like, let, let's talk about Ric Flair. Ric Flair, he has, his his moveset was always very tame. He never really did anything too incredibly crazy. Never jumped off the top rope. Never did, you know, he wrestled the style that he grew up accustomed to. Which is, you know, or he uh, did basically. And it was good. I mean, not gonna lie, it was it was good. I I found it a little dull. I wasn't a fan of Ric Flair, but you know, I, I got the point. He wrestled for a very long time, but he knew when to kind of call it quits until he kind of needed money and went to TNA. But that's a whole another thing. Um, even now, he is okay to wrestle. He is been told by doctors, "Hey, you're good to wrestle. You can go." But he's not because he knows, "Hey, my time has come." I think finally. He knows that, like, hey, his time has come, and he's not going to keep going. But, like I said, it's, it's not like you're going to see, you know, Ric Flair bust out, like, a top rope uh, springboard Hurricane Rana. Like, 
just because mm-hmm. I was just explaining like how like if you look at Ric Flair, he never really changed his move. He never really tried doing anything crazier than he already normally does. Okay. Like you're not gonna see Ric Flair jump on the indie scenes, do a springboard hurricane run, and then the rest of the match be slow as shit. No, and I, I agree with that. I agree a hundred percent that yes, the Rock and Roll Express was out of their element for doing what they did. But but, but at the same time, they 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 made that match very legendary. Honestly. Yeah, just for that one spot though. But do you, like it, it, it's cool. It's interesting. But like. The rest of the match, if you watch it, it's very slow paced. Like even when they uh, went up against the Briscoes in the Crockett Cup recently, mm-hmm. they were very they like uh, Ricky Morton just did a hurricane king and that was it. And they went very slow paced. Yes, they did a suicide dive and all that stuff, but they already did that. They learned how, they mastered how to do that even at their age. Okay. But even when you see them wrestle, it's very slow. Very like when they w- walk, it looks like they're in pain. All right, I do. I do admit that some wrestlers do need to give up the the spotlight after their old age, and certain wrestlers should not wrestle again. But at the same time, if you feel like you gotta go, you got You know, you got one more, and you do one more. See what happens. But it's still again at your own risk of doing it. Like uh, we could talk about uh, what's it called, the uh, Super Showdown. The, okay. With Goldberg and Undertaker. All right, I want to express this very much. It wasn't, it, age didn't really have much of a factor. It did play a role, but it didn't have much of a factor. It was the fact that Goldberg is a negligent fuck. And also it helped that it was like 100 plus degrees there too. Exactly. And this is the problem with all these, these places that you go to. You have places where, sorry, that one, you know, that want Goldberg versus Undertaker, Sting versus Undertaker, but they, they, the building doesn't accommodate for their age, you know. Yeah. Undertaker and Goldberg could have been burnt out within the first two minutes of the match. It's just their entrances. It's just. Just their entrances. Exactly, their entrances alone. I mean, man, the, the dude wears a heavy ass black trench coat to the ring. <laughs> it yeah. That doesn't. I mean, even if that like, doesn't spell death, I don't know what does. Even like <laughs> a nice AC building. Even like when you used to have the flames come up, that's still to be mad uncomfortable. Ah, uh, mad hot, mad uncomfortable. Mad uncomfortable. Like it's, there wore leather next to flames. It's fucking disgusting. Well, uh, thank God Undertaker didn't catch on fire with leather. He just got caught on fire with the pyro. Yeah, but Which, that one time. Yeah, that one. Like, that one time. That yeah. one unfortunate and faithful time. Yeah, but like even with that match, it was like I, I, yes, I agree with the negligence on that part. But also at the same time, I'm trying to go for my idea. I'm sorry. Goldberg should never have tried to pick up Undertaker. Undertaker <sighs> should never try to pick up Goldberg. I can admit. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can admit, yes, Goldberg and Undertaker shouldn't have happened, and that was the wrong timing for it. But at the same time, again, we got a pretty good entertaining match out of it. I mean, entertaining in the wrong way. Entertaining in the wrong way. Entertaining nonetheless. And if you want to keep going with that, I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to show on the Undertaker. I love him. He's my childhood hero. I love the Undertaker. But it just sucks that, like, he has to keep going. Just stop. Well, it's not really him. It's the it's number one. Vince McMahon keeps throwing money at him, and and nobody could say no to millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And he'd be stupid to say no to it. He would be. But at this point, I don't think he has to say no. Yes, all the damn time. No, he doesn't. But oh, sorry. Ah. Uh, sorry. All right, we're good. But uh, but like I think it's like a loyalty thing too to him. It's like all right, you know what? I'll do it for Vince because he's been so nice to me and been so good to me for decades. 
guess, and sometimes it was unwillingly. Yes. You know, how many times we have heard reports where The Undertaker, you know, didn't want to do something anymore. Or was hurt or something. Wasn't there, like, a rumor years ago that he had cancer? Uh, like, I, there was, like, a heavily rumored thing that he was, like, had cancer and basically was forcing him to wrestle... That's that's that, absurd. That was like because he like he because he like cause remember how, like when you see those pictures like the rare pictures of him without being the Undertaker and he looked old as shit. Yeah, he did. He looked and he's only like in his early fifties. Yeah, and he's got like wear and tear and guys that size, their knees don't hold up that well. Yeah, I mean, acts his hips, his hips, and he has, yeah, surgery done. And he, you could see him when he walks. He looks like he's in chronic pain. Devastating amount of pain. Like he's he's going back, he's going into the back like just handfuls of pills going down his throat. Yeah, probably oh. not. I don't know, but like you know, I I'd be amazed if he didn't. Like that's fucking, that's that's a trooper right there for that, or just drinking heavily. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck he does to keep himself not dying in pain. But even like if you go to like the even in that same match, like in that same card, Triple H versus Randy Orton, a mm-hmm. match we didn't need to see again, but like uh, for the first uh, fifth, uh, sixth billionth time. You could see that Triple H doesn't move the way he used to. And, and he's trying so hard to, like... And you know what's funny? In that entire match, the only person that got hurt was Randy Orton. Yeah. Like, he's trying... I mean, at the same time, Triple H knows how to work to the point where he's not going to get hurt. Yeah, and Randy Orton... And Randy Orton's still reckless. Still time. still reckless at times. I mean, he's also... Even Randy Orton... I mean, Randy Orton's not old, but, like, he's, he's been doing it since he was young, and he's, like, in his... His body has wear His body's got a lot for him, too. But uh, it's, like... You know, sticking with Triple H, like you know, like, like you want to go back even to WrestleMania with him and uh, Batista. Like that match wasn't. I'm not trying to shit on anybody here. I'm just saying that like the matches could be a lot more entertaining could, if they were younger. If they were just younger and they were like back when we were like when we watched Undertaker Triple H, not like the move matches like that. They were awesome. DX versus you know the uh, Bros of Destruction. Great matches. I didn't want to see it in Saudi Arabia again when they're in their 50s when every man in that ring was over 50. Yeah. They all looked like they were going to die. Well, At one point, you see, like, I think like, Kane and, like, Shawn Michaels holding each other up, like, we got to stop, like, now. This needs to stop. I mean, it didn't help the fact that fucking Kane's uh, mask yeah, it's also and like wig a, came off. And like, also, it's like a thousand degrees out there, too. Yeah. That it, doesn't help either. And he's in a full body suit. Yeah. Like, you gotta really think about longevity, and a lot of these wrestlers, even the young ones. I'm not. I'm. I'm this is going on for the young ones as well, because yeah. the young ones, they're really reckless. They're reckless in their wrestling. They, they love think, to do the sh- flashy moves. And, and think about it, like when like they that. hit like in their 40s and 50s. You think they're still gonna be able to do that stuff? I mean, AJ Styles is definitely AJ Styles down is his stuff. is towing the line and somehow has been able to be to keep healthy. No, no, he toned down his whole art. Yeah, no, especially because he, especially because the WWE's like you know scheduling, he has to do it a lot. So he's 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 picked his moments where he can do it. Even Finn Balor finally realized I have to pick my moments when I do my crazy shit. Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, you know Ricochet, I think is slowly starting to learn that. Maybe. Hopefully. I I don't uh, I don't think that Ricochet fully learned it and fully grasped the concept of it, yeah, only because he's. Pretty, he's still young. He's still pretty young. Yeah. And he's gonna be always forever used to the indies. The indies is great for people, but if honestly, if you're not doing flashy moves and trying to kill yourself in every match, you're not worth it. And when yeah. you do go to the WWE and you do all the stuff that you almost kill yourself every single match, they're, they're gonna look at you and like 
like, hey, buddy, um, we would sign you because you're awesome and you're talented, but the fact that you keep trying to kill yourself every match, I mean, that needs to either A, change, or B, you need to think about a new career because this ain't it for you. I mean, if you look at NXT now, they're really, they, people call it the uh, indies of WWE, indies of the big leagues. That's what people have called it. Yeah. Because they are starting to do more faster paced matches to start. But it's sometimes terrifying because it's like, dude, when you hit 40, that knee is not going to work anymore. That knee's not going to work. That knee's the not going to work. Not gonna work. <laughs> you're going to be... You're going to be a crippled or a paraplegic. Like, you're not going to see Ricochet in his 50s doing a 450. Or a 630, I'm sorry. 630. Like, no, that's not... Gonna, I mean, if you can, God bless him. And if he hasn't gotten injured, damn, that's impressive. But it's very rare to see wrestlers be... At the top level of the game, especially ones that we grew up with. Like, look at guys like Jeff Hardy. He moves slow. Look at Matt Hardy. He can barely walk. Matt Hardy doesn't even have a hip. Yeah. But, well, no, move your chair back. Oh. Okay. But, yeah, Matt Hardy hobbles to the ring. Yeah. And Jeff Hardy, he's even worse. Yeah. He's even worse. He he barely want to even get out of bed. He looks like sometimes he forces himself to get out of bed. Yeah. And the fact that he has this DWI, the only reason why they didn't fire him, by the way, I just want to get off the topic real quick. The only reason why Vince McMahon didn't want to fire him is because he's afraid of every superstar leaving to AEW, which we'll talk about in a later time. Or him probably dying. That too, but we'll talk about those in a later time. Yeah. Um, yeah, continue though. No, but it's just, it, it's crazy to think that some guys, they feel like, oh, I can still do this, but when they real, but even when they're doing the move, they like hesitate, they do something. They have to think about it. Yeah, That's they have the to problem. think about it. Thinking in wrestling causes accidents. <laughs> and it's just insane to me. And I hate bashing on guys I grew up watching, but it's just nuts. Thinking, I, I, I feel, I honestly feel like they they need to tone it down, honestly. And especially with the old guys, they need us. You think you have to think about a move and you think you're going to get hurt from doing that, thinking of that move. Don't do it. Don't do it and probably retire. Yes. So literally take a day, reflect, and be like, all right, I've done this for 25 plus years, 20 plus years. Do I really need to do this now and nearly kill myself every goddamn day? There are some guys who do it that are perfectly fine. Um, some older teams like Axe and Smash Demolition, they never did crazy shit. They could just slam you around and that's it. And they're in their 60s. You don't see, you don't hear reports of, oh, Axe did a Canadian Destroyer off a ladder or some shit. You don't hear stuff like that. And it's just mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. That now it's the older guys looking at, at, at wrestling like, okay, this is what's popular. I need to try and do this. Or I want to experiment now and do this stuff because back then this wasn't a thing. Um, and I look at it like, yo, what the hell? Like, it's nuts. It's, what's going on here? No, I was just saying, like, how it's like, you gotta look at some of these old guys, like, they're, like, looking like they're kids, like, kids, like, oh, I see this guy doing this, I'm gonna try and do that. And then, like, like, not putting in, in their mind, like, alright, can I keep this pace up the rest of the match, or can I keep this in my arsenal, or is this gonna be a one-time thing? And that's the only thing I'm gonna get known for, and that's the only thing I'm gonna get, like, like, a quick pop for. I think, again, 
And this is the main thing I want to discuss with a lot of these wrestlers that think, hey, well, you know, I could do this. I could do that. It's not hard. Again, wrestling is all about entertaining the fans. Forget about your match for a second. Forget about trying to get a five-star on Dave Meltzer's scaling. Because honestly, that Dave Meltzer ain't shit. I mean, he is the only big reviewer. Yeah, he's a big reviewer. Don't get me wrong, but he ain't shit. Yeah, no. His, 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 his scaling is going off the rails. Right? Exactly. His rate, his word is not, it's not God. Bible, yeah. You don't have to follow his, you know, his mantra of what he thinks is a good match. If you think you're putting a good match and it's slow and nice and... and and people can grasp the concept behind your match and what's the story behind the match. If they could con- grasp all that, then you're good. Yeah. If they have to start questioning, okay, why did he do that? And where did that come from? And all this other yeah. stuff. Chances are the fans are lost in the translation of your match. Which means now you have to tone down everything you're doing. And, and that it's not worth it for all of that. You, you might as well not perform at that level. You might as well just be one of those guys that just comes out and job. Like, if you're going to do something, do it the proper way. My thing is, with wrestling, you, longevity is a thing. And moves, again, cheap popping, nothing. Dave Meltzer ain't nothing. Just continue doing is, what you feel like you're doing is good. This is the problem with, like, I think younger fans and stuff, and indie fans especially, is that they need to see crazy shit happen all the time, or else it's not tank them. Like, guys, like, when we grew up watching slower-paced matches, like, with The Undertaker, Stone Cold, stuff like that, yeah, it was crazy, but if you look at it, really, they didn't do a lot. No. And it was still entertaining because they were great entertaining characters. Nowadays, if you look out there, there's not many entertaining characters. I'm glad that Bray Wyatt finally debuted. And did something, yeah, different. Now, and hopefully, like, they... They don't ruin him. They don't ruin him, yeah. But, again, getting back to that all, you know, the age factor thing. It's like, again, Triple H even said recently, I'm done wrestling. That's it. I'm now just going to focus on NXT, which is good. He probably realized, like, okay, I can't really fucking do this anymore. I wrestled the last couple of people I wanted to wrestle. I think if he really wanted to, he would have asked Ric Flair to come back and wrestle, but I don't think that'd be a good idea. Considering that Ric Flair overstayed his retirement. Yes. Uh, and, and, and this is what I mean by that. In, this, in the realm of, okay, well, hmm, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a wrestler. I'm going to wrestle, you know, somewhere else. I, I have to retire now. Oh, let me go to jump on somewhere else like TNA. And try to wrestle I, there. I said that before, but he also did that for money. No, no, not, not, the, not the thing, just the whole entire seat. Oh, it's pushed back yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, pushed back. No, that's why, I said, that's why I said before, and I said, no, he mainly did that for money, because he owed, like, a lot of money to people. Yes, but you know how much he charges to do? Yes, a lot. Charges, not even that, no, just charge to, to freaking talk to people on the phone. You know how much he charges? Yeah, apparently you could call, you could pay Ric Flair to call you. Yeah, 500 freaking dollars a minute. That's absurd. That's absurd. I mean, dude, I get it. You're you're great, but I would not pay that much to talk to you. Especially, yeah, like you're not. Worth- how interesting of a conversation? How interesting of a conversation could you have with Ric Flair for a minute? I don't know. I really don't, and I like Ric Flair, but I just can't. I mean, I'd probably just ask him stuff about Dusty Rhodes. And, and even that, it's Which, like let's let's take him into this because I'm not gonna shit on Dusty Rhodes. You know, the legend that he is. He knew when to not keep wrestling. He knew when to say, hey, my time is up. I mean, I think he did something like 2001 in ECW, which I saw recently. It's kind of crazy to think about. But he didn't really wrestle. And even when he did that whole thing with his sons in WWE against The Shield, he was really hesitant on it. 
he said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do the bionic elbow on Dean Ambrose. I don't want to do this stuff because I'm I'm done. I'm old. I don't want to look like pathetic. And he did it, and everyone nuts for it. And that's it. He didn't try to do anything else. You didn't see him trying to go back in the ring and doing his crazy fucking crossbody splashes off the top rope. No. He's fucking all this shit. Mm-hmm. He knew when to stop. And he knew where to put his talent elsewhere, which is what wrestlers need to do. I don't know why people think that wrestling is so hard to walk away from. Like, I get it. Everyone has their livelihood. Everybody wants to live on in the legends of everybody. It's, my thing is, don't try to, to overextend your career for what? Like, there's this guy we wrestled with. I'm not going to name his name. Um, he came, he recently came out uh, a couple of... I can't say recently. He, he, he came out uh, a few months ago, maybe two, three months ago, saying that he's retiring from wrestling. Well, it, it sounded like a retirement speech, but what he was trying to say was he was getting better. He was trying to get better. Long story short, he's now back to wrestling. My thing is... I, I like the dude. I really do. I don't have a problem with him. He's a nice person. Um, he's a really, really nice person, a hard ass on training, but a very yes. nice person to talk to. Problem is, again, overextending and overstaying your welcome. And it's not like this is just his life. This is like, he has a, like, you know, people he has have a job. job. This isn't like he's making, like, shit tons of money out of this. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like. It's not to that point. If it was, okay, fine, this is your only source of income. No, you have other responsibilities. Don't risk it all for this. No. It's not worth it. No. And this is why I always say this to people that a lot of people don't respect wrestling in the same vein of, like, you know, football, you know, soccer, basketball, baseball, because those guys, they, they retire, they're done. Mm-hmm. You don't see fucking, you never saw like a Deki Matsui or a Babe Ruth or anybody fucking come back and say, hey, I want to do one more. Here, I want to like you know try to get that one last home run. No, they stop. They're done, and they're respected. They're honored, and they they they're cheered for it. And it's just nuts how like some people just don't do that. And I know recently even Shinsuke Nakamura said, "Hey, I'm gonna retire at 45. I want to be done at 45 because like a legendary baseball player in Japan, he retired at 45, and that's his goal." Now, where will he retire from? We don't know. 